When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the recruiting roundup on the YouTube and podcast homes for BamaOnline.com. Travis Ryer alongside staff mates Andrew Bone in that upper right corner. And, of course, the centerpiece down there, Mr. Tim Watson. Guys, just a little bit of everything every day right now. Saturday, you had conference championship Saturday. Then you had CFP selection Sunday. And now it is Portal Monday as the wave picks up steam in that regard. So, Let's talk about a little bit of all of it. I guess, first and foremost, uh, Andrew, we'll start with you. Just sort of this reaction by Alabama Target since that win for the Crimson Tide over the Georgia Bulldogs, snapping UGA's 29-game win streak. Yeah, I mean, obviously uh, a lot of excitement, you know, especially from the uh, commitments uh, after the game. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of positive vibes there about the, uh, about the win. But, you know, with Alabama and Georgia, I mean – I don't think either team was really going to lose much there as far as recruiting goes. So, you know, I don't know if they were going to gain much because you know, they're the top two uh, you know, programs in the SEC, you know, if not the country. You know, they're going to recruit at a high level every single, uh, every single recruiting cycle. Uh, they're, all, they're both always in the top five in recruiting. Uh, Georgia currently number one in this 2024 uh, recruiting class, Alabama sitting at number four. Uh, but a lot can happen over the course of these next uh, two and a half weeks. It's going to be interesting to kind of see how it all uh, unfolds for Alabama with a few targets still remaining. You know, we know Alabama you know, finished with the number one recruiting class in the country last year, and you know, we saw some uh, some of those guys on display you know, throughout the season, and they were a big part of this uh, SEC championship team, Caleb Downs, uh, Caden Proctor. So you know, really interested to see kind of you know, who's going to be you know those impact guys next season. We talked about that a little bit last week uh, on the show, but the fact that Alabama – Oh, as of right now, out of their 20 commitments, 16 of those guys are early enrollees. So, uh, you know, getting those guys on campus, especially a few of them coming in for bowl practice later on this month, going to be huge for them. But you know, we know that over the course of the next couple of weeks, it's going to be really interesting to see how it all uh, unravels for Alabama. Tim, I wanted to ask you, does this change anything from a time frame perspective with some of Alabama's targets or – you know, just the lay of the land from a recruiting and portal perspective, because uh, last week we didn't know for certain at all if Alabama would be in this position with an SEC championship <laughs> now in its back pocket and a CFP berth. Uh, what does that look like now? Does it change any? Yeah, I think everything's changed just from a timeline. I mean, Alabama had their banquet last night. They don't have to rush out on the road. I think there's a sense of urgency, right, if you've lost that game. I think you a few less glasses of wine and – you know, the, the award ceremony is not quite as as uh, festive as it could have been. You're probably hitting on the road. Alabama looks like they're going to get a little bit of time off and and get on the road today. But you're also – there's just changes everything because the portal slows down for you. Knock on wood, most likely it slows down for you because now guys having to make this – you know, if you're not in the playoffs, what are you deciding? Are you even playing in the playoffs? I mean, they're asking Bo Nix with tears on his cheek after losing the Pac-12 champion. I mean, dude is literally wiping sweat off his face, and they're asking him if he's playing. 
Um, so you got guys that are going to sit out or they go, are you going pro? I mean, I see Georgia talking a lot about his Carson Beck going pro. So a lot of things have changed. So Alabama's they're loving Monday. You know, they don't have the case of the Mondays. They've uh, they're, they're, they're loving where they're at right now. Yeah, you say hit the road, but I'm guessing there'll be a confluence of on the road, but then prospects coming to Tuscaloosa, Tim, how does that sort of work out here in the next week or so? Yeah, there's the official visitors this weekend. Andrew's got a good list. Tim and Joseph have put together a great list of guys that are coming in. And, you know, this class has been different. And we said it last year and nobody wanted to believe it because, you know, it's you had such a huge class last year. It was a tremendous class size-wise and talent-wise. This year it's down. We said that last year. They didn't want to hear it. And I'll be honest, I think Andrew would agree. We expected more guys to emerge because even in a weak class, you see guys start to emerge. There's a uh, and I'm talking nationally, not just Alabama like an Eddie Jackson, but this year it's just really haven't seen that many guys. I mean, Alabama's been on a lot of the fast risers like Kiwan Lacey, the running back. So, um, yeah, I think coming in with visitors this weekend, the coaches will be on the road. They'll bring them back in, you know, probably Friday, and then they'll have visitors this weekend. And there are guys that are being talked about coming in for a visit behind the scenes that we're not talking about, not because we're hiding them. We just don't know them yet. But we're hearing some rumblings. What about that, Andrew? What how's that shaping up in terms of uh the 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 prospects that Alabama's looking to bring in? Yeah, obviously they're gonna have official visitors over the next couple of weekends. It's gonna be interesting to see if you know maybe somebody that you know a couple of guys that we've heard behind the scenes, but nobody that we're gonna probably talk about just yet, but we have heard of a few names. It's gonna be interesting if if Alabama decides to go in and, and they go see somebody this week, they decide to make a late offer. I don't know if that's going to happen. I think we've been kind of expecting it. I think Tim and I are both expecting it because we see it every single year. But with the transfer portal and the amount of players that enter the portal, the amount of really good players, starters yeah. in a lot of different programs. I mean, you look at the transfer portal today, you're seeing st- Crazy. You know, quarterbacks who are starting at major universities that I, yeah. I was shocked. Ohio State uh, and Oklahoma and, quarterbacks. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, Tyler Van Dyke down at Miami. And there's quarterbacks all over the country that are entering the portal. But there's going to be players like that at uh, just about every single position. So you know, Alabama knows that they don't have to reach on, you know, high school guys when they know that there's going to be a really good, you know, let's say there's a really good defensive lineman that, that enters the portal or a uh, defensive back it, that you can go after and you can you can sign you can bring in uh, as part of your team next year rather than you know reaching on a high school kid that you're just unsure about or maybe you've just only seen a couple couple times and just not comfortable uh, taking a chance with right right now so it'll be interesting to see how it uh, how these next two weeks unfold for Alabama but this weekend starts official visits. Um, you know, one name that we will mention on the show, uh, Steve Mbamua, uh out of Quebec City in Canada. Show off. Steve. <laughs> yeah. He's just showing off. Shader's just showing off. I hope I you mean, didn't get it right, but I, probably, I think you got it right. <laughs> you did better than I would have. I hope his Steve. coaches are watching the show, but I think, I, they, I think they do. So, sorry, guys. Um yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how things go this weekend with him because he does have two other visits that he'd like to take, and that's the Florida and Mississippi State, two schools that have recruited him for a long time. But they're also two schools that uh, have lost coaches. Uh, Florida lost their defensive line coach. Mississippi State lost their head coach. But they did return um, uh, their position coach. Uh, what's his name? Uh, played at uh, or coached at Alabama, David um, 
David Turner. David Turner, that's right. Oh. Uh, oh, I couldn't think of that. But, that's back um, to the Shula era. Yeah, yeah so, so back yeah. a while. So he's a guy that, um, you know, we'll keep, we're going to keep a very close eye on this weekend. A couple of commitments that are going to be in town and, you know, a couple other visitors, Tristan Jernigan from Texas A&M, uh, our Texas A&M commitment. Um, you never know if Alabama decides to make any uh, any transfer portal offers this week. We could also potentially see some of those guys uh, visit this weekend as yeah, well. And with, and with Bama and the portal, I mean, they're just, you know, they're, they can hit recruiting needs much quicker in short doses. I mean, because, again, this is a good roster, right? You look at this is a good roster regardless next year. So you're just looking for guys that can jump in, can Gibbs help you, can a Gibbs help you, can a Amos help you. You've seen them hit pre- at a pretty high level of guys that can come in and um, and can contribute. So why would you go straight to a high school guy? Because most of these guys aren't ready. I mean, most high school guys aren't Caleb Downs, who's, you know, just a freak at the next level. And it, it's not just that Caleb physically was that freak. I mean, he's as blue collar as they come, lives in the film room. You know, we heard that the whole time. There's so much that goes into getting on that field as a freshman and being good. You know, you, you're kind of surprised you didn't see him get exposed a few times when people target him, but that's the respect he got. But most of those guys, they're not they're not going to be like that. Most of them are playing Xbox right now. Guys, we've got uh, we've got double barreled questions and comments coming from subscribers and viewers this morning. We opened it up for questions and comments on the roundtable or premium message board there at BamaOnline.com. So we'll start with Eva, Maddie, and Alice Pops on the roundtable. <laughs> Who asks, I really just wanted to know the impact of reclaiming the top dog status in college football and what that would have on the 2024 class. It's late, no doubt. Just wondered if it might make some decisions go differently. What about that? I've never really known many kids that decided a college based on their uh, a score of a football game. Uh, these games, to me, tend to pay off. It's almost like a huge junior day back in the day that didn't pay off immediately, but paid off down the road. I mean, any it makes it a lot harder to recruit against Alabama. So as far as directly in 24, I think that class was so made. I think they were in such a good shape with the guys that they were went after. I mean, a lot of this will be, you know, you've got guys that NIL can come into play heavily too. So that's what it basically comes down to. I don't think, but I think long term, it definitely does because you can't have a coach going in, going, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> Alabama's done. They haven't made the playoffs in three years. They're about to spend the next two weeks having to explain, you know, when people, you know, when if Alabama comes up, you know, there's not a lot they're going to be able to say. So down the road, and 25 is what we're waiting for, anyways. I think Andrew would agree. We like the 24 class, but 25 we're pretty excited about across the nation. You mentioned NIL. Do you think that's what? And these aren't Alabama guys. Um, when you talk about Dylan Gabriel uh, and, and you talk about McCord of Ohio State, but starting quarterbacks at OU and also Ohio State hitting the portal first thing day one. Do you think this is about leveraging NIL? Yeah. At least it's got to be at least in some part, right? I guys, going to the portal, just going to the negotiation table, yeah, right? Arbitration. I mean, yeah. Tyler Van Dyke last year. Hey, he's I'm it again. Around. He's double I might different. go to Bama, you know. Oh, held on, meet. We'll meet with you this afternoon. Hey, I'm staying. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's some there's some threatening guy. Hey, and good call, Miami, by the way. But they, um, um, yeah, I think that's where the negotiations start. And I can't. I'm not. I'm not going to blame them. I mean, you're basically on a one year contract when you're in college, and those quarterbacks, you know, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make you or break you for a lot of these new coaches. 
Hey, uh, Andrew, I'm going to go ahead and hit you with this one, you know, because you knew it was coming <laughs> as soon as you saw it on social media, right? <laughs> Trash pile. Yeah. Got to love that username here on the uh, live chat for the show. Is Walter Nolan, the Texas A&M defensive lineman, a target for UA? I think we might still be a little early for that. I don't know if he – I don't even think he's officially in the portal just yet. I know it got announced that he was going to enter the transfer portal, but I don't think he's actually in it quite yet. Um, so we'll usually confirm on BOL, on the BOL roundtable. Uh, you know, once players officially get into the portal, we'll make a confirmation. Obviously, Walter Nolan uh, will be one of the, um, you know, biggest names on the uh, on the on the transfer portal wire. Um, Gonna be interesting to see what happens with him because we know that you know when he signed with AM, you know, there was uh, you know there was a lot of talk that it was a, a significant NIL deal back then. Um, so, you know, what's it going to be this time around? There's probably going to be some schools that you know aren't going to make a run at him just because of that. Um, you know, is Alabama one of them? We'll just have to wait and see. A lot of it's you know with Alabama and the transfer portal. You know, like Tim said, it you know really needs to be about you know positions of need. Um, is it a good cultural fit? Um, you want to bring these guys in, uh, get them around your team. You know, Alabama, for the most part, isn't going to just take somebody immediately from the portal. They're want to. They're going to want to bring those guys on campus, spend just a little bit of time with them, and then make those decisions. Obviously, there's some situations that you just can't wait. You're going to have to make a decision. But um, I think for the most part, Alabama is going to at least try to wait and bring these guys in before they uh, before they say, "Hey, we want you on our team." There's a little research involved with this portal too now. I mean, we you know, and now maybe the guys are doing better, but that first year, we had guys that went in the portal or wanted to go in the portal, wanted to transfer. They just basically quit school that semester because they were injured or unhappy. You know, you're dealing with kids. They don't necessarily they get behind in the class. You know, you got to tell them they got to drop the class or they'll get a, you know, a big fat zero. So some of these guys, there's a research to see are they healthy? You know, are they are they eligible? Are their class grades in order? Because you go out there and commit the guy you want. That affects everything in your recruiting class. It affects everything else in the portal. Probably affects your NIL. So it's it's like Andrew said. You can't just say – and I, this is one thing I do love about our message board is, man, when those dudes hit, hit the transfer or they decommit, that question was up on 30 to 60 seconds. Hey, Tim, Andrew, Travis, are we interested in this guy? I mean, there's you know, there's 200 posts about it on the on the BOL. Well, I get Walter now. Walter was a huge target. He was a you know he's a talent's not a question for that Value, guy. man. That position. Yeah. yeah, he about you know you're right. Premium position, elite talent, Southern kid. Um, Alabama was involved with early on, so I get Walter. But I mean, this could be the Alaskan goalie for the Olympic team, and they now, would. Uh, are we interested? I will say this. Now you look at Alabama's recruiting class right now, 2024 class. There's some positions where, where you don't see a lot of talent, um, and a lot of numbers. Defensive line, there's two commitments. Offensive line, three commitments. Those are positions where Alabama is obviously still recruiting some guys, and there's guys that are going to be coming in for visits over the next couple weekends. But you end up missing out on you know one or two guys at those positions. That opens the door for maybe you know you might decide to go after a transfer offensive lineman or you know a couple defensive linemen last year. Caden Proctor, Alabama was able to flip him away from Iowa during that early signing period. There was a lot of talk that Alabama was going to go after a left tackle, 
in the transfer portal. But once they were able to flip Caden Proctor, they decided after that they weren't going to do that. They were just they were happy with their offensive line class. They thought Caden Proctor had a chance to potentially be a starter right away, and obviously he has uh, he's grown up a lot over the course of the last year. Uh, over the last, you know, I guess, 11, 12 games. I mean, he he's been outstanding down the home stretch. So I think Alabama fans have been really happy with uh, with what they've seen out of Caden Proctor, um, you know, en route to an SEC championship. Not a twenty twenty four, a twenty twenty five for now, I guess. But what are we hearing from Ryan Williams in advance of what has been deemed or termed a big announcement, a huge announcement coming up to cap this week? They're never yeah. they're never really huge, you know. They're it's <laughs> they are they are if you're a kid, you know. We Andrew's got the youngsters, so he don't know at 13 they're going to announce something massive happening. and it's going to be like okay. I had fruity pebbles. Yes, for I mean you get these, you won't believe what happened today at school. We had chicken fingers, you know what I mean? Like oh shoot, wow. Let me get CNN on the phone. But, yeah, I agree with Andrew. We start with well, the problem is adults run with it. Big announcement. We're like, oh, gosh, he's transferring. He's quitting. He's going to baseball. You know, he's going to the NFL, straight to the NFL. Uh, it never – you know, it's guys like uh, Jordan Seaton, huge announcement coming. I'm taking an official visit to Ohio State. Like, oh, okay, that sounds good. So, um yeah, I mean, I just, you know, we're waiting to see with Ryan. He has wanted to at least have the options to reclassify. We've known about that for almost a year. Um, and it's smart to have those options to decide what you want to do. I mean, you know, your clock's ticking. You get extra year NIL. There's a lot of things that play. He's an elite-type talent. He's, Andrew's announcing Sunday, right? Yeah, his uh, his announcement that he posted on social media was um, is going to be announced this Sunday. Uh two days after the state championship game. Now he's going to be playing in the class six, a state title game in Tuscaloosa. Um, it's going to be his second title game in a row. Won it last year. Now he gets to play against Jalen Mbakwe, uh, yeah. another five-star Alabama commitment out of Clay Chopple, who got a little banged up on uh, Friday night, but I talked to Jalen and he's good. He's going to be ready to go. Uh, this will be a fun, fun game to watch, but you know, not really expecting uh, anything too crazy with Ryan uh, regarding the announcement. I keep seeing people, you know, predicting that he might be flipping, that, you know, things are, uh, you know, turning in favor of Auburn, but not what we expect at all. So I think um, it's, I'm sorry, Andrew. They, I think it's just human nature. I say this all the time, but like, if you watch the game thread and Alabama gives up a 13 yard run in the first quarter, they're like, here we go. You know, you know, they start you know, that first Georgia drive last Saturday I, night. I mean, oh, dude, I mean, get off the bridge good season. back. It's going to We still got time left, you know, and it's a lot of reaction, but that's the same way we're recruiting. I mean, if Ryan Williams tweeted out, he had ketchup and mustard and it's kind of orange. They're like, Oh, there's a sign. You know, he's mixed his Chick-fil-A with both. That's orange. So they're just, you know, the pessimist, the uh, glass is half full, glass half empty. We love them. But I mean, Andrew and I, I mean, we are, we probably need to stock Ryan Williams answer on what we feel. I mean, obviously Auburn's shown heavy, heavy interest in him. And of course he's an elite talent. Um, we've made our case and we think Bama's in good shape with him right now still, but um, this is that time of year. We had that question last night about Ryan and I'm like, yeah, they're going to mention him every day. It'd be no fun if we're not talking about these guys, right? It's like Tony Mitchell last year, though. Uh, um, that was a, 
Yeah, that was a rough one. James, I thought James Smith and Quay Russo was the roughest last year because they went late, right? Mm-hmm. And then they took the late visit to Auburn. And then, you know, war chest, you know, they're giving him $5 million in the house. You know, you got all that t- that talk. I mean, every NLI's got, NIL's got some budget, right? Otherwise, Miami would get the top 25 or the Aggies would get the top 25 guys they wanted. There's still some kind of budget. Right. There's also there's also what the head coach would prefer. And, you know, there's the team dynamic to take into account with all of this. You, you start bringing in first-year guys with two, three million dollars on their heads, uh, that, that can be a bad thing for how yes. you're trying to juggle your locker room and, you know, everything Culture. else that goes on with your program. Well, you yeah, look at Texas a and you can look, probably look at Texas A&M. Yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely, you know, Andrew. There's so many of those guys who have, you know, and even before this season, we saw a lot of those guys enter the transfer portal last year. Um, you know, we've seen them do it this year. Obviously, the coaching changes have uh, have affected that. But, you know, Texas A&M's roster was, uh, was absolutely stacked with talent. And it's kind of still kind of a surprise that, you know, they finished the way that they have last couple of years, but, um, you know, I'm interested to see how Mike Elko does uh, out there, especially with all these you know, big names that are on the team currently that are now, you know, entering entering the portal and trying to get out of there. He hey, doesn't we, strike me as a guy that's going to really bend to, to exactly what you want. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's going to try to put that locker room together pretty quickly. And I, you know what people can say, and it became a cliche at one time, but, Alabama's locker room's fantastic. The culture it everybody says they got culture, right? Yeah. Uh, Alabama's one of those programs, and there's of course there's other ones. Alabama has a good cult, uh, culture in the locker room. You can see the way they act. We've talked about it several times. Jalen threw a pick, and I looked up half the team. You know, it's it goes back to this Ty Simpson where he had the long run and had the fumble, right? He's sitting on the sideline, obviously dejected. And I looked up, and Tyler Booker and all those guys were over there patting him on the back and talking to him. He's the backup quarterback, and they're all loving him up. So um, I think good coaches are going to be aware of that culture, like you said, because you can't pay the, you know, the freshman defensive tackle $2 million and then pay the starting defensive end $185K. <laughs> yeah, Mike you know, Elko kind of – I get some George O'Leary vibes. Remember George O'Leary huh? coached at Georgia yeah. Tech? I just get a lot of that uh, from him, sort of non nonsensical. And you're right, yeah. as far as structure and team dynamic, that's going to be a big part of that. There's going to be a there's going to be a lot of kids that storm into coach's office with their agent <laughs> slash parents. With hey, we were thinking, you know, I've yeah. heard a couple stories already that are kind of wild about playing time, position where they want to play, NIL. We're hearing this already that they're coming in going. Well, once you open that door in the recruiting yeah. process, right, mm-hmm. you, you're essentially paving the way for that throughout I, however what y'all long think about that what Sa- individual what stays think, in that program. What y'all think about what Saban said? Hey, I'm going to be here all day answering questions. If you want to talk to me, see what your future holds. I thought it was brilliant to take this day. Well, it's it's tough because I think at some places, especially those that aren't in the college football playoff, you're probably already having exit meetings right. even before bowl practice. Um, and for Alabama being in the college football playoff, you're not in that mode, right? right. But saving smart and trying to nip it before it potentially becomes a thing outside of the building. He's trying like he always does, Andrew, Tim. Keep this thing inside the program, inside the building. And if I was one of those players that was pretty much sure I was leaving, 
Yeah. Nick Saban can help me more than anybody else, more than my uncle, more than my mentor. If I have a good relationship with Nick Saban, he will help me get to my next spot more so than anybody else, won't he? I think so. I mean, he encouraged Jalen, you know, Hurts when Jalen decided to transfer. Hey, we, you know, go to a program that can help develop you. Go to a you know a championship caliber program. Don't go somewhere to, to a rebuilding school or anything like, like that. Maryland. Yeah. yeah. So so he Maryland ends up going and Miami, there. right? Yeah. yeah. We, we expect. Uh, you know, I certainly expect some guys from Alabama to enter the transfer portal. There's no doubt about it. But there's probably also some guys who Alabama you know, would like to keep who are thinking right now that they're going to enter the portal. So there's probably a lot of recruiting going on you know, in that regard. And Saban wants to sit down with some of those guys today, and not just guys who are trying to decide if they're going to go off to the NFL, but guys who are trying to decide, should I stick around one more year? Should I go you know, test the waters in the transfer portal? Because there were some guys last year that Alabama wanted to keep. Not many, but the, I would say 90% of the guys who entered the portal last year, you know, no offense to those guys, but Alabama, they weren't going to, you know, be big time players in Tuscaloosa. So they, Alabama could probably encourage them, hey, you can go look elsewhere. But there were some guys, Aaron Anderson for one, uh, that I think they were a little stunned when he entered the portal. I know that they, they tried to uh, keep Amari Kite on board. Um, you know, I think they were really surprised when he decided to end the portal. But you know, there's going to be some of those guys this year that they're going to have to try to recruit and try to keep. Yeah, you make a good point because if you think about it this way, if you spend a whole year not being a starter or, or a guy that's really impacting the team, you're probably not getting a lot of talk to. You know what I mean? It's almost like paying attention to the starters. There's so much going on week to week planning. You don't really have a lot of time to level on the backups. So you might think I'm not wanted here. You know what I mean? You know what? You know, you might think there's not a spot here. And then Nick Saban or whoever can, you know, the coaches can say, no, 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 you're going to play. We got you in our rotation next year. We think you're a heck of a player. You're just behind J.C. Latham. You know what I mean? A future first round draft pick. You're behind Kool-Aid or Terry and Arnold. You know, there's situations where there's real. I mean, we've seen this forever at Alabama. There's really good players that aren't going to play to their junior year. You know, I mean, there's just that's just the way it is. So I think it's brilliant personally that he'll sit down, talk to you one on one. Hey, and you're getting him in a good mood. I mean, this guy's been <laughs> this guy's enjoyed this season more than even the fan base, I think. And it's not like this is the only window for the portal. I mean, I know it's an important one because guys are trying to get to that next stop mid year, but you can still hit it later if it comes down to it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you obviously have that window from uh, from now until what was it January the fourth, early January, you know, basically then, a month. Then, yeah. then you have, I think, what is it, five, if sometime five days. Five in days. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, going back the last couple of years, I, I can't remember. Maybe Tim, you can, if Nick Saban's you know stuck around on that Monday after the SEC championship and, and had these discussions because you have such a short window where you can go out on the road recruit. I mean, Alabama's got two weeks to go out, see as many kids as they possibly can. But I think with the low number of targets that are still remaining on the board, Alabama can go see, you know, they can get on the road starting on Tuesday and go see kids all the way till Friday until the official visits come in. Alabama's got some time where they can sit down and and really talk to their players. And I think Nick Saban wanted to to try to make a big impact on a lot of these decisions. And here's why I think it's important today's a great day because you're right, it's a little slower class, but taking that time out to open the door because they don't really have they don't have to tell the coaches, they just go in the portal. Coaches will be hearing that from the people that, you know, I don't know exactly who they 
tell they're going in the portal, but they, you know, it's kind of protection from the coaching staff. So you at least want to have a shot because later on in the week, he'll be on a plane. He'll be in a high school and he really won't have time to sit down with the, the red shirt freshman or sophomore and discuss it. But today he's got time and he's probably made it pretty clear. Come in, my office door is open and uh, we can talk about it. I think I thought it personally was a stroke of genius. Now he might've done it before, but I don't really remember it, Andrew. So I agree with you there, but he announced it this year. Like, no, no, no. Y'all come in. So, you know, he, he got it out there. If y'all need to talk to me, let me know. Now, there could be a line out the door of everybody with their parents and their AAU coach and their, their seven-on-seven coach. Yeah, he's, probably, he's probably saying, hey, who's already talking to you? Yeah. We need to know. Well, yeah. poaching poaching's a real issue. I mean, oh, it, yeah. it absolutely – it's very real. And the intel you could glean from that you know, certainly could prove beneficial as well. Stu Hart here in the roundtable thread that we have for questions for the show – Kind of ties into what we're talking about, guys. And Stu asks, is there any kind of push to separate the early signing period and the transfer portal period? It seems like it is a major challenge to balance both with college football prep. Now, I guess maybe the NCAA looks at it like there's only four college football playoff teams. We got 180 plus total that we're serving here. Now, next year, it'll go to 12. But do you guys have either one of you heard of maybe uh, something like Stu's talking about separating early signing period and this this transfer portal cranking up right now too. My wife's pushing for it. If that counts, <laughs> you know what I mean. I think our families, I think our children oh, are man. like you know. I mean, somebody hated December. Somebody whoever put this together hated the holidays, right? I mean, we go, we don't just go to the twentieth of signing day. We go to the twenty second, and then you got the portal, another thirty day window. Hey, and let's throw in some coaching changes. I mean, Aggies lost a big one to Syracuse. Georgia lost a big one to Syracuse. There is so much going on. And again, Florida, just, Florida lost one to Texas A&M. That's, A&M. yeah. So that's the carousel, it's, and dude, man. it's the fourth. The portal opened today. It's the fourth. So we've got, Jock, you know, I've not heard of a push from anywhere. I mean, that makes sense. But again, Travis, like you said, there's not really a huge window to deal with this. And so, you know, part of it's get it all over at once. It makes for certainly a, a much busier December than we've used to in the past. Yeah, I mean, because you're trying to get you – know, obviously, you know, colleges are trying to get these kids there in yeah. January for the start of winter workouts, for the start of uh, for the start of school. So, you know, it sucks <laughs> to, to have to cover uh, <laughs> or follow it. You know, fans who are just gung-ho about it, I mean, they, they're following every single name that enters the portal, and they think Alabama's got a chance with every single guy. <laughs> but um, – but you know, it's a um, you know, it's a situation where I just I don't know if it's ever going to change. I I think it's all going to be in the in the month of December. You know, just because you're seeing more kids enroll early. I mean, it's like you know, it's like eighty percent of your recruiting classes now decide to enroll early, so you don't have signing day in February anymore. Um, you know, like I said, in the in the transfer portal, kids are trying to get on campus, trying to get you know, acclimated to to their new uh, surroundings. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're just gonna you know, be stuck in December for, you know, covering portal and, uh, yeah. and the early signing period for, yeah, hey, it's good for business. I, I will say they we'll did, say a sol- they, they did do us a solid though. If you think about it, kind of messed up our summer, but imagine if all the official visits were this month. Oof. So yeah. imagine if every, if it, no, 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 we got June, we got all those jokers taking visits and commitments in the summer. Imagine if it was old school, 
and everybody was taking visits because you got coaches fist fighting in front yards, headlocking, trying to get that visit on that last weekend. I guess you could day, still so. push some yeah. of that into January, but the point is a good one, boy. It would be it would be pretty jacked up right now. I'll tell you where it stinks is that you've got four teams that just got announced as college football playoff participants yesterday and within 24 hours, well, other than the controversy surrounding Alabama and Florida State, it's like we'll check back in with you guys in three or four weeks. You know, the buildup to the college football playoff, uh, I think, loses some some of its luster with everything else that's going on off the field. Yeah, I think this is a good year, though, to talk about the what you know. I mean, obviously the the blowback to me. I think a lot of people knew Bama was maybe getting in over FSU, and they built it up just to have something to talk about. Of there's no way they should get in because they obviously you got a case for Alabama to get in, right? You got to yeah. be a complete jackass to pretend there's no case for Alabama to get in. A lot of them are jackasses, so that's fair. Um, but there was a case, and I get the Florida State argument too. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just. There hasn't been a lot of time for celebrating, but I will say Alabama celebrated. They had a banquet last night. There's a lot of guys that slept easy. Um, the Saturday night vibe when Alabama got home from that coaching staff has had was very, very relaxed. You know, I mean, there's you know, and it's such the, a vacuum they live in anyway, right? I mean, yeah. the outside world honestly doesn't have much of a chance to impact them. I guess. Yeah, Andrew. if you're on, if you're a coach and reading social media, you really probably not as good a coach as you could be because that thing will suck you in. Guys, anything else? Andrew, what do we need to be especially on the lookout for here in the next couple of days? That's how we like to wrap this thing up. It's kind of Andrew's point of view. <laughs> Obviously, it's going to be busy on the transfer portal, um, you know, with so many names, you know, as far as Alabama is concerned, we're keeping our ear to the ground. We'll find out, you know, whoever Alabama is going after, you know, we'll be able to update that on the BOL round table, um, you know, big week for Alabama coaching staff as they're going to be hitting the road, going out and seeing all of their top remaining targets, but also seeing a lot of their commitments. You'll see Nick saving, you know, making a lot of in-home visits. Um, they'll have official visitors this weekend. Uh, we'll keep everybody updated on BOL. Uh, we're also going to drop a uh, Bama big board. The Alabama big board is going to drop going to be a list of Alabama's top remaining targets where things currently stand uh, with these guys. So we'll drop that out uh, you know, later tonight. So be on the lookout for that. But we got a lot of great content that's going to drop on Bama online over the next several days and leading up until the early signing period. So be sure to. What about, what about it, Uncle Tim? You got anything for us as we get out of here? All right, children, gather around. No, I really <laughs> don't. I mean, I was even thinking like, Michigan Alabama battles just to kick this off. I came up with Sean Alexander and Dax. You know what I mean? That was the two. Who Dax Hill? Dax. That was a rock. That was a rugged one. Me and Andrew. That was uh Marquise Mays. Yeah, that's true. That's a good. That's a big one. Well, the, that the, was Dax a one worked, the Dax one worked out pretty well because you know Dax flipped from Michigan to Alabama, which kind of shocked everybody when it happened. And then you know there was some uh, there was some discussions about uh, hey you know. Only being the the you know not taking another safety in the class and Alabama said no we're gonna take another one and they took Jordan Battle away from Ohio State and Dax Hill ends up flipping how about that you know a couple yeah, rivals well, that one was just weird because Dax wanted to go to Bama and his dad loved Michigan loved the education loved the Michigan man thing so that was a good battle 
uh, very odd because the kids from Oklahoma too. You know what I mean? They're just like, <laughs> they're just, we're we're leaving one way or the other. But uh, no, I don't really have a lot. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. I don't mind the busy time. I do my Christmas shopping in November. So yep, Dax went to Michigan, and then that 2020 Citrus Bowl, uh, Sark drew up a post to Jerry Judy on about the first play of the game with Dax in coverage, and it was yeah. taillights. <laughs> Jerry well, Judy didn't, didn't, didn't end well. Dax still a good player. I mean, talented guy, yeah, play star, pick, play safety. It? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. Yeah. All right, guys, it's been a lot of fun. We'll go ahead and call it a wrap for the latest edition of the Recruiting Roundup here on the YouTube and Podcast Homes. For BamaOnline.com, Andrew, thanks, man. Thank you, guys. Hey, Tim, <laughs> thank you. Travis, thank you. Because you know what's thank coming. You. For Andrew Bone, Tim Watts. Andrew Bone. Travis Ryer, thanking you for joining us right here on the Recruiting Roundup. And until next time, what is it, Tim? So long, everybody. So long, everybody. We'll see you on the roundtable. Hang out with us. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply